You are listening to the Daily Escape Podcast with Sadie K. Frazier. This episode has been brought to you by Traveling Realms Media. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to see so many new faces have joined me this week. It's exciting to know that you guys are putting the first foot forward and wanting to make a change. Our journey is just beginning, so now you get to be a part of it, too. I'm excited for that. I hope you all had an awesomely long, relaxing Labor Day weekend. Maybe you had a chance to unwind, breathe, and recharge your batteries a little bit. I thought I was going to get to do that with my hubby, but we ended up doing a whole bunch of uh, side creative projects that we were working on instead. So then there was a shelf that took a day and a half to build that my hubby graciously gave up his time to make for me. So I'll post a picture on Twitter. It's, It's beautiful. It's my Zen shelf and I love it. Anyway, I feel like the weekend just kind of flew by. I don't know about you guys. Hopefully it went a slow, a little bit slower for you than it did me. By Tuesday, I think I was ready for another weekend for sure. So, All right, well, let me catch you up for a minute on last week's episode in case you're just joining us. If you've been tuning in the whole time, you remember that we wrapped up our three-part series on how to declutter your mind to allow your spirit to be set free. So last week's episode was titled, You Are Worthy, You Are Changed, You Are Free. It was emotional for sure. I felt like it was powerful, and even though I was the one doing the podcast, I was allowing myself to be led in the direction that I felt like I needed to go in to make some of my own changes. So for me, I felt like it was life-changing as well. So if you're just joining us today, I hope you'll go back and listen to those uh, first three episodes on decluttering your mind to allow your spirit to be set free. We also recapped the previous episode, I would believe that would have been episode three, on unpacking our emotional bags and surrendering to change. And we've been working on a little bit of what I call soul work. You might call it homework. On this channel, we call it soul work as we've kind of progressed the last few weeks. We've tried to let go of one negative thought pattern each week that holds us back from living our best life. So again, like I said, if you're just joining us this week, I urge you to start there. It's been a struggle for sure. And for a lot of us, it will continue to be. It's going to be a day-by-day choice we make to change and let the past go. So I, I would challenge you to just keep working on things. If you feel like you've had a bad week or a bad day, a bad hour, fight with your spouse, your kids, whatever, just take a step back, take a deep breath, and then just start over again. You can constantly let go of those negative thought patterns. You can add more on each week, um, whatever you need to do for yourself. And as I've said before, it is never easy, the process of changing. It is hard work. So if you've struggled this week with this week's lesson and didn't master it, 
try it again. If you've been unable to break the chains of your past, I want you to focus this week again on that root cause. Perhaps you need to unearth the who that is behind those lies you still believe and what led you to that point where you feel like you just can't let that go. I do want to let you know, too, that I'm always always here if you need to talk. To vent, you can always go to my website and reach me through my email there, too. My website is www.thedailypodcast.com. So if you hover over the main page, it will ask you to enter your email address to subscribe to any future blogs, announcements, newsletters, anything like that. I would encourage you to go ahead and click um, to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all the latest news that's coming your way. I am so excited. I have some pretty big announcements and news coming your way very, very soon, and you're not going to want to miss out. Plus, I'll have some free bonus material to share with you all very soon as well, as soon as I get a little bit of time to finish some of the courses that I'm taking and get caught up on that. I will start working on some things of my own that I can't wait to share with you. So, And if you'd like to email me personally as well, you can do that too with any questions like I mentioned earlier. Or if you just need to vent and would like to email, um, I can email you back some encouragement. Or if you'd like a one-on-one phone call, we can do that too. Um, You can always reach my podcast line. And that is 712-318-2444. So now that I've rambled on about all the things I needed to say to catch you all up to speed, let's kind of dive into the heart of the matter here for this week. Like I said, if you've not joined us before, you have arrived at the Daily Escape podcast. You've arrived at that magical landing platform to make all of your dreams come true. Okay, I'm kidding. I can't make your dreams come true, (laughs) but you can. So by putting in the work to make some very important changes and pivoting your current mindset, you can enable that to happen. All right, so let's take the next step and move on to talking about decluttering your home to allow your spirit to be set free. So what makes a house a home? One way of looking at it is in the literal sense of the home we live in, the place we spend most of our times, the one with the walls, the doors, the roof, where our physical self resides, perhaps alone, perhaps with a family, a husband, kids, or a dog or three like me. I read the other day that we should look at our home as a container. Inside that container, there's hundreds of smaller containers. So what do I mean by this? Stop for a minute and think about an item like your refrigerator. It is a container for your food, right? Or your pantry. It's a container for your paper goods, your spices, your canned goods. Look at your closet as a container for your clothes. See where I'm going with that? So what about our physical body? We'll talk more on that in the upcoming episode on how to declutter your body, but for now, let's begin to break it down a little bit. Our physical body is also a container, is it not? Your soul, a container as well. It's our spiritual home where our spirit, our mind, our heart all resides inside. If any of those pieces of the puzzle that make up our entire earthly being are cluttered, can you see how the energy flow needed for living our best life might be blocked? I sure can. I've, I've experienced it on a daily basis. And believe me when I tell you that our house is not where it needs to be. In not my physical body, not my spiritual home, not my physical home where I live with four walls and my husband and kids and dogs. 
So let's focus first on our physical surrounding. Our physical home with walls, windows, and doors. So where do we start to declutter that? If you don't break it down into smaller steps, these tasks can seem overwhelming for sure. And I know it's that way for me. So let me add in another fact that will blow your mind and make you freak out a little bit like it did me as well. I read in a course that I'm taking that the average person has over 300,000 items found within their home. Say what? I know most of you are thinking, no way, not me, right? But stop for a minute and think about the entirety of your home. Not just what your friends and family can see or that you want them to see, but inside every single drawer, closet, container in storage, even your garage. Ahem, <laughs> hubby of mine, who's quite the hoarder when it comes to his garage space, and he saves everything because he might need it later. There's a lot of us like that. I tend to collect clothes and other things like that. Like I said, each of us has their own issues with things like that. So just walk into a room that has the most stuff in it for you. Spend about 60 seconds just counting the items. Do you get the picture? Because I did. I just walked into one of our main rooms and just started counting. If you, I mean, I'm talking like books, knickknacks, anything like that. I was floored. Okay, so now imagine if you got rid of 50% of all that stuff. That seems like a lot, didn't it? I know some of you like me are beginning to panic at just the thought of that. But now, take 50% of that 300,000 number I mentioned, that still leaves you with 150,000 items. I'm thinking we could probably live with that number. And if you live simply or you want to live a, like a minimal, minimalistic type lifestyle or downsize, they probably would recommend getting rid of another 50% at least on top of that. If you live in a tiny home, imagine how, how many things of that 300,000 you'd have to get rid of. I can't even imagine what I would keep at that point. So before we continue, just know that my number one goal this week is to teach you not only how to declutter your home in whatever sense that may be, but also to simplify. Now let's talk about where to start and how to begin to do just that. If you Google ways to do this, right off the bat, there's multiple articles that give you step-by-step -step ideas on where to start. So for instance, you can go to becomingminimalist.com and you can find 10 creative decluttering tips on how to declutter your home. What I found helpful from that article is that it also lists the benefits of living a simplified minimalistic life. Sometimes we know we need to make changes, but we don't have a big enough why to start, do we? So here's some of the benefits that they listed. Number one, there's less to clean. Who freaking Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I would love less to clean. Number two, there's less to organize. That's great once the hard part is done. Number three, there's less overall stress. And I can definitely see that. Once you get yourself into an organized space and you start living more simply, there's more stress to have to deal with. There's more free time for you to do the things that you want to do. There's also less debt and more financial freedom. I hadn't thought of that part. So what they mean is that your credit card debt goes down. You're not spending unnecessary, un unnecessary money on things that you really don't need in the long run. And eventually that increases your savings account if you put that money towards your future instead as well. So is there anybody out there that likes to go thrift shopping as much as I do? I know there is because if you're listening to this, you are my soul people. 
but, and this is a big one, we are some of the worst hoarders and collectors of things that there are. I simply can't justify spending $50 on a trinket to add to my new favorite space in the house. There's no way. It's just not worth it to me. So in my head, I'm thinking, I'll just run to Goodwill quick and I'll see what they have. So $50 later at Goodwill, and I'm celebrating the fact that I just bought 15 to 20 items for the same price. Yay for me. Until I bring those 15 to 20 items home that I really didn't need. And I just added an already cluttered situation. I just made it 10 times worse, didn't I? So another tip I've seen that we can all start working on is once you get your home in order, when you do make those shopping trips for an item or two, make an agreement or a promise with yourself that if I bring two items home, I have to let two items go in return. Makes sense, doesn't it? So stop while you're still in the store. That's the best time to do it. And think to yourself, okay, if I buy these one, two, or five items, what will I be willing to sacrifice in return once I'm at home? And then stick to it. Hold yourself accountable. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give you. If you like to shop with a friend, then make a pact and hold each other accountable. Okay, so now we're going to pick one room this week and we're going to begin to declutter. And if that seems like too much, pick one container to declutter. I don't know if you work the same way as me, but it helps me to write things down and write out a list. So get out a notebook and start to write things down. For me, if I were to start that list, this is what it would look like. I would use a separate piece of paper and I would write out each room in my house. I would label that at the top. So for example, I would put kitchen on one page, pantry on the next page, dining room on the next page, main bath, master bath, bedroom one, master bedroom, basement, family room, garage, whatever your rooms consist of. Then underneath that, I would write down our containers for each room. So for example, if you're starting in the kitchen, I would write refrigerator. Then I would write pantry, drawers, cupboards, etc. Then break that down even further, what needs to be done inside of each of those containers or those drawers, cabinets, and cupboards. So for instance, your refrigerator. You're going to throw away any food past its expiration date. Toss out that moldy container of God knows what that you forget even existed until it grew some sort of life-saving penicillin. Trust me, you're not going to need it. <laughs> that junk drawer, do you really need to save all hundred mismatched items just in case of someday? Toss out half that drawer, just 50% of the things, and you'll begin to see that it looks a lot less cluttered. And I know I said not to buy more without giving something up, but this is going to be the one exception to that rule. You need to buy containers to house your things in if you're not already organized. Organize them into similar categories and styles. Find a home to organize them in. So buy a bookshelf, buy a cart with drawers for office supplies. Organize your hundreds of recipes you found on Pinterest or Facebook and you printed them out. Put them in one giant categorized three ring binder. Trust me, you'll thank yourself later. I had to finally do that. Otherwise, I was just printing stuff off all the time, recipes and things that I was going to make someday, and they were sitting on my table stacking up. So believe me, I know it seems like a lot to think about, and some of you are feeling overwhelmed at just the thought of getting started. But if you break it down into simple steps and an easy-to-follow action plan, it's much easier to accomplish and stick to. So take a project five minutes at a time if you have to. Even five to 10 minutes a day can make a difference in the long run. 
you can start by putting one item a day into a to go to Goodwill or donation box. Donate those clothes you never wear. Donate those coffee cups you've never even going to, you're never going to use them again. They look so cute when you got them at Goodwill, but they're tiny and they don't really fit the massive cup of coffee that you need to consume every morning. So they're just sitting up there collecting dust on your shelf. Not that I have any experience. I'm just talking for a friend. So on comingminimalist.com, I loved an idea they listed and it's called the 12-12-12 challenge. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? You literally locate 12 items, no matter, no matter how big or small, and you throw them in the trash. Boom. 12 less items to declutter your space. Way to go. Now, take another 12 items, put them in that donation box for some other poor fool to buy from Goodwill and take home to declutter their home with. Just kidding. Don't, don't do that. It's me. I'm that fool. Now, Take yet another 12 items that you find laying around, return them to their proper home, or make a new home for them if needed. Put them in the containers that they belong in. All right, so now I have an even bigger challenge for you. This one would make even me feel overwhelmed, but just think about it. I'm just throwing it out there in case it's valuable to even one person who's listening. So this one is going to require you to be brutally honest with yourself. You may not like the answers. I know I don't, but it's okay. Don't get stuck there in that space. Let's look at the situation, answer the questions honestly, and then let's do the work it takes to declutter our way out of that negative situation and get unstuck to free ourselves from the past. Okay, so close your eyes for a minute. You know that I like to take you on little journeys and and use pictures in our minds to help um, get our points across here. So just close your eyes, take a deep breath. Now, picture yourself standing outside your front door. Now picture yourself opening the door and stepping inside. Then walking from room to room, and you're allowed to look in every little crack, crevice, and hiding place you can find. I want you to view your home as if you are a first-time visitor walking into someone else's home. It's easy to forget what your home looks like to a new visitor. So enter your home as if you're visiting the home of a friend. Write down your first impression on how clean and organized the home is and make changes. Ouch. (laughs) I myself have a lot of things to work on. How about you? Where would you start? Uh, You know how some of us, me included, will get a phone call that we dread where, you know, that person on the other end of the line is like, hey, I'm right down the street. I'll be there in five minutes. Yikes. Where can I quickly hide all the shiz that I've been meaning to put away for weeks or months? Now, as if I haven't unsettled you enough, let's pretend you just got that phone call. You're going to set a five-minute timer on your phone, and you're going to clean like a madwoman or a madman if it miraculously applies to you, as if your mother-in-law was the one calling and she's about to arrive. Congratulations, you just took the first step in getting your physical house in order. Don't you think that would feel great? Even if you just took five minutes and you just ran through your house, that does not mean you get to just throw it anywhere. You have to find a place to put it. And I promise you, if you stick to a plan, no matter how big, how small, you'll begin to see rewards. You will feel so much lighter and you'll be able to breathe a little freer. 
unlike the past discussions on um, decluttering our mind, that takes a little bit more work. You don't necessarily see the instant gratification with that. You make small changes and you realize the next time that you're not triggered by a situation or you don't react um, wrongly towards someone else and you start to kind of grow up a little bit and deal with some of those past issues we have, that's where those changes are enacted. But when we're talking about decluttering our physical house, literally every single change that you make is going to make your space feel lighter, feel cleaner, and you're going to feel some satisfaction right away when you see those changes come about. All right, so let's take a quick break and I'll be back to wrap up this week's scare tactics on how to get rid of the crap you don't need. But my promise is that you will survive this no matter how difficult it seems. And we'll be right back. we're back. So if you're just joining us after the break, you really need to go back to the beginning and start over. No, seriously, I mean it. You need to start with step one and catch up. So we've gone through some painstaking challenges to take us <laughs> on a journey of taking a long, hard look at the clutter surrounding us, and we're coming up with a plan to change things. Now there's many areas we still need to declutter. We've already begun to learn to declutter our minds and free ourselves from our past. That's going to take some continuous work. In the future, we're going to discuss how to declutter your heart, not just your home. Even ways to declutter our spiritual homes. Now that's a heavy topic as well, isn't it? I won't get ahead of myself and get into all that now, but I just wanted to borrow something that really spoke to me as I was researching this week's podcast topic. I found an article called Seven Spiritual Secrets to Organizing Your Home for Better Feels. So within that article, I kind of stopped in my tracks when I read the words. It really spoke to me. It read, the reason why we buy or collect things has very little to do with the thing itself. It's just the feeling we hope we'll have once we get it home. Now, I really wasn't sure what exactly that meant until I read a little bit further. Says so that new shirt or dress, it will empower us for the job interview. The leather sofa that you're looking at, it'll be a family hangout and we'll bond together watching movies. The extra baking ingredients in the pantry, that's going to motivate me to start baking again. And that 10th pair of Adidas, that's going to bring me what we missed as a teenager. Now I could identify with all of those, but that last one really hit home. Those things we're cluttering our life with, those things are the things we've been missing. Things that have become unfulfilled hopes, dreams that were never realized, even broken promises from other people. How powerful is that? We've been trying to fill our lives with stuff to make up for what we're missing or wanting or needing from some part of our life that's still left unhealed. Wow. 
I can really relate to that and I hope you can too. So that just might be the point where we open our eyes and realize why we're surrounding ourselves with those things. We're still lacking something and we're just filling ourselves, our, ourselves, our lives, our homes with stuff to try to make up for it. So this is where a journal, I think, can come in handy. When you look at certain times that you just can't let those things go, whether it be physical things, emotional things, spiritual things, write them down. Attach the memory or the feeling to them. And then decide if it's worth keeping. If it adds joy to your life. Or is that item holding you back, keeping you changed to a not-so-great memory of your past? Just like when we discussed decluttering our minds, we need to learn to untether ourselves from the root cause of those memories and learn to move beyond the pain or the trauma, whatever that case may be. And once we get organized, how are we going to keep it that way? So the simple answer is we need to find a greater purpose that motivates us. So we're going to take those root causes of all those memories, the pain, anything like that. We're going to do a good job of really kind of listening to our heart, listening to our gut feeling as we declutter. And we're going to get rid of all that junk that we don't need anymore. Whether, like I said, whether that be emotional, physical, whatever, whatever's surrounding you that's holding you back, just get rid of it. And like I said, once we get in that space where we're feeling a little bit more organized, we're getting on top of things, we need to make sure that we're going to keep it that way. So in order to do that, that greater purpose that's motivating us is going to turn into the positive force that drives us to want more. I know life can get overwhelming. At times, getting organized doesn't seem to be like that's at the top of our priority list, and rightly so. If you're a parent, you're going to find that you have even less time at home or less time to be cleaning and things like that. So I read another article that says, even though it seems unlikely, making room in your day to reap the benefits of organization, both internal and external, can be essential in times when you're feeling overwhelmed. It's important to acknowledge that by confronting your clutter, you confront yourself. Remember last week we talked about confronting that mountain and going through the pain instead of going around it. Now, I know it can be difficult, but when we really delve into the reasons for why we can't let something go, a woman named Marie Kondo writes in that article, there are only two, an attachment to the past or a fear for the future. Let me read that again. When we really delve into the reasons for why we can't let go of something, there are only two reasons, an attachment to the past or a fear for the future. Aha, there it is again. Untethering ourselves from the past and letting go of our fear of what the future might hold. So instead of fearing what it could be, let's work on making it what it will be. Let's set our intentions on manifesting exactly what it is we desire that future to look like in all its decluttered, untethered glory. So let's recap a little bit. We've been talking about decluttering your physical surroundings. Now decluttering is about minimizing the chaos that's filling our entire beings. We need to work on replacing that extra noise, the chaos, the negative garbage with peace, serenity, but most especially with joy. So your soul work this week, should you choose to accept this mission, is 
to let go of one thing a week that no longer suits you. Now that may not seem like a whole lot, but think about it. In 52 weeks, that's 52 changes you've implemented, no matter how small they are. That, my friends, is no small feat. I also read that 45% of daily habits are triggers that we've been conditioned by since birth. What are some of those triggers? Excuses, like I'm too busy, is probably number one. You have to make the time to make those changes and make it worth it. So rearrange, declutter, break those boundaries and start over with your day one. So now one last challenge this week. I challenge you to find one space in your home and make it yours. For me, it's kind of of become my office accidentally. I decided to do this podcast. We rearranged. My desk space isn't where I ever thought I would have it facing. Uh, My husband built the Zen shelf, like I said, behind me. And this has become my, my quiet place, my Zen space. I'm surrounded by candles and plants and just some of my favorite little things that just make me feel peaceful. So if you can create a safe haven, a Zen space to make your own, you'll find that you found a little piece of heaven to retreat to when your world gets to be too much. Now, moms of small children, I don't care if it's the bathtub after your children have gone to bed. I know you're exhausted. I know you have to get up tomorrow at the crack of dawn and get everybody going and hit the ground running. But I found sometimes after my kids went to bed when they were little, and they're all grown now, so I can't, can't truly relate to that part anymore. I have a little bit of time to myself now, now that I'm grown. Um, I would take a bath. I, that would be my, I don't care if you like candles, turn off the lights, play some soft music, or just let Calgon take you away. Whatever it is, find that little piece If you have to hide in the bathroom and lock the door while your kids are still awake just to get two minutes of serenity and take a couple candy bars in there with you, whatever you need to do, that's important to take that moment for yourself, especially if you need to decompress and you're just ready to lose it. So wherever that safe haven is, wherever that Zen space is, make it a sanctuary of serenity. Candles, incense, focus on a picture. One quote as a source of inspiration. Forget the things you've done in the past or the things that worked or inspired you in the past. Take a moment to think about what that looks like right now. And that's going to change over time. Like I said, as your kids get older, you're going to find a new source of inspiration, a new focus. But right now, take a a minute to think about what sparks joy in your spirit. What sparks happiness in your soul? Let go of what no longer works or serves its purpose And the rest of that, let's do more of that. Find more joy. Find more happiness. Be grateful that it came into your life for a moment or a reason or a season. Everything's revolving. Everything's constantly changing. But it's time to let go of the old and make peace with it. It's time to start fresh and allow yourself some room to grow. So I'm a big scheduler. Um, actually, that's technically my t- my job title, <laughs> along with office manager, is I do the scheduling for a disability clinic. So at home, I also like to schedule things. Get yourself a planner, a journal. If you're a computer expert, pull out your spreadsheet on Excel. It makes no difference what you use, just that you use it. 
So I budget, I plan, I schedule. Sometimes I tend to overplan, over budget, over prepare for things I want to get done for the week. And then pretty much the universe and God laughs at me and I step back and do as I'm told as I pivot and redirect what's really important at the end of the week. So whatever it is that doesn't bring you joy or uplift your spirit, get rid of it. Throw that shit out. You don't need it anymore. So in closing, I'm going to read one more quote from a book that I recently discovered called Downsizing the Silver Tsunami. Her name is Betty Brigade, and I found her on Facebook. She says, there is grief in letting go of stuff. It's not something I had ever thought about. This might sound strange to you, and it is something that not many people talk about. However, this is a fact. There is grief in letting go of stuff. It is almost as hard as when you have to let go of someone. If you take a moment to think about it, you'll understand what I mean. So think about it. All the years that a person has lived in the same house that they now have to relocate from. All the memories a person creates while living sometimes over 50 years in the same house. The joys, the sorrows, the challenges, the victories that that house represents. So give your loved one and maybe even yourself a moment to reflect, to cry if you need to. And then process the letting go of an old lifestyle before stepping into a new one. I absolutely love looking at it that way. It is a grieving process. For some people, I think that's why there's such an emotional connection to the stuff that uh, the people that you watch on TV that are hoarders too. A lot of times they have lost a loved one, lost a spouse, a child, something like that. Sometimes there's a trauma that sets that off and that's the only thing that they feel like they can control. So your outer space is actually a reflection of your inner space. Clear up that inner space and the rest will take care of itself. So what did you feel when you went inward last week when we focused on decluttering your mind? Maybe you felt anger at first or overwhelm. Maybe you felt like a clear, calm space was just impossible for you. Whatever you felt, it's okay to honor it. These feelings are the key to letting go of your old way of living and making space for clarity. We just need to be honest with ourselves. So I want you to look inward again this week as you're checking things off your list to do like a badass. How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel calm, clear, untethered? If not, you need to search deeper until you find the root of what's stopping you from becoming everything you would like to become. And then let's do the work it takes to get us to the other side of that mountain. So here's some resources again that I'd like to share with you. Becomingminimalist.com is a great source. Um, there's another one I found too that was really cool. It, it's zenhabits.net forward slash simple living manifesto. And you can probably just Google, Google 72 ideas to simplify your life. And then also, like I said, don't forget to stop by my website and sign up for some super exciting news in the near future. I'm so excited. I've got a lot of course material. I've got a lot of freebies and giveaways that I'm going to be doing. I'm just kind of redefining myself, redefining where I'm going to take this podcast in the future. So if you didn't hear me mention it next week, I'm going to be expanding into some coaching, some life coaching, and I'm working on finishing up my life coaching degree, but I'm also going to be doing some alternative therapy and holistic treatments for that as well. So you can uh, stop by my website at thedailypodcast.com 
And like I said, be sure to subscribe so that you can stay up on all that news. So, all right. Well, I hope you'll continue to join me each week as we take the next steps in becoming more than we ever thought imaginable. As we learn that nothing is too big to handle when we step out of the way and let the universe guide us. We also need to be guided by our hearts. My wish is that I have provided you with hope, that I've uplifted you, that I've made you laugh, made you cry, and that I made you want to scream out loud, I can do this, yes I can. So chin up, my friend. You've taken the first step and it's all uphill from here. So straighten your crown, take a deep breath in, and let it all go. Because I believe in you. You've got what it takes, and so do I. Together we'll make it through, day by day and piece by piece, until we're restored, healed, and find joy in the journey once again. I hope you guys have a great week. Hang in there. And know that you're loved from here to the universe and back. Until next time, I am unconditionally yours. All my love, Sadie. episode of the Daily Escape podcast and I am your host Sadie K Frazier.